What's up, Rad Dads, and welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads Podcast, hosted by none other than the two raddest dads on the East Coast. I am joined in studio today by a very special guest. Say that, hello, special guest. Is that me, Sal? <laughs> All right, Rob's in the house. Yeah. Rob is a special guest. <laughs> yeah, well, way to sell, sell that one. Yes, yes. Uh, it, it's been a while since we recorded. R- Rob was getting over some serious issues, mental. No, they were COVID related. Thank you. <laughs> so now he's back. He's I took back COVID in action. To the chin. It was bad. Would you take on the chin? <laughs> COVID. No. I, had a, I had essentially, I mean, it's the flu, right? So I had a 102 temperature for three days. Don't say that. Nope. All right. It's, it's si- similar symptoms as the flu. This version, right? I was. You, did you have BA5? I have fucking no idea what I had, but I hope no one else ever has that the way I had it. I couldn't even get out of bed. So I was like, get up, go do something. I was like, I'm Move dying. Around. I'm like, I'm dying. Move around, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> then I call the doctor. He's like, so I know this is going to be hard, but you got to walk around. And I'm like, doc, I'm like, I'm running a 102 temperature, popping as many Tylenol as I possibly can in a day to drop the temperature. I literally, so you know, like, so you, that's your problem right there. You had Tylenol, ibuprofen, whatever the hell it is. I don't know. Advil, it wasn't Tylenol, Motrin. Yeah, it was something like that. So hold on. Here's the thing. You know, you usually get sick, your fever breaks, and it's like a one-time thing. Like you break, you like when your fever breaks, you get all, you get the sweats, sweats yeah, it out, yep. and it's done. Yep. That happened like four times to me. Mm. So every time I, every time I went to bed or fell asleep, sweat, sweat, puddles of complete. sweat. It was horrible. Horrible. Dude, my body was fighting something years ago. I actually <laughs> had to wake up. <laughs> don't tell nobody. I woke up. I shit you not. So we have a mattress pad cover. It's 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 plastic to protect <laughs> our mattress. Sure because <laughs> other than, you know, extracurricular activities <laughs> to protect our <laughs> fucking seven thousand dollar mattress. Holy shit, is it made of gold? Uh yeah, and it Gives you a rub and tug too. Nice. It's got the feature, the butt. It's got a remote control. It's got everything. It's got a glory hole. Yeah, it's got a glory hole. It's got a bidet. It's got. Oh I, pay, I mortgaged the mattress. <laughs> so expensive mattress, dude. I fucking woke up in a puddle. When I tell you a fucking puddle, a puddle. I, I had to go to the linen closet and grab a towel and put the towel down so to fucking fall asleep again. I mean, that's exactly what happened to me. It was crazy. That's, so that's funny you say that because that's exactly what I did. I went and got a towel. Laid it Every night, I freaking put a towel underneath me. It was ridiculous. That's Woke funny. up, the towel was soaked. I was like, this is nuts. Did you lose like 20 pounds? I think I lost like five pounds, six pounds. That's it? Nice weight loss progression. <laughs> Forced weight loss. Forced weight loss. <laughs> sure, I've gained it back since then. So you're on the mend. I am on the mend. He's drinking bourbon again, so he's good. I, I told him he's got to drink bourbon. Just fucking... Pop Tylenol and drink bourbon. It, that fever will I break. Even, I, oh, I was miserable. I, I really hope I, no, I don't ex- ever experience that again, and I hope no one else does. It was, it was pretty bad. I knew it was bad when he wouldn't text back. Yeah, I was probably sleeping. I couldn't... I, you know, Rob, how you feeling? 12 yeah. hours later, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was sleep. The first... So I worked Tuesday and pretty much hit a wall and just passed out. And then Wednesday, I woke up. You wearing a helmet? No, I I made it on a bunch of calls. I made it until early afternoon or afternoon, but I started early, so it was, it was a little crazy. And then 
Wednesday, I just couldn't do it. I called out. Wednesday and Thursday, I just called out. I was like, I can't do it. I couldn't even get out of bed. Thursday was a little bit better, but Wednesday was, was miserable. That is the worst. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So what are we talking about, Sal? Look at you. Yeah, I'm getting tired of fucking leaning down. This yeah, because we need a fucking boom mic. <laughs> yeah. you know Somebody what? keeps saying they're going to buy boom mics, and they fucking keep forgetting. Yeah, this, I'm holding the mic up because it sucks. That's how big it gets. Look at it. <laughs> oh, Rob figures you would say that. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I, I, Rob and I were having a conversation uh, prior to the, the show, you know, prepping for the show because we had... We, Got so many topics that we want to cover. And and one topic that came up, do you, and I think the word reprimand is 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 very strong. Did somebody just drop your, just your, your wallet or something? <laughs> that was loud. Holy shit. We're in studio tonight and something happened up above us. I don't know what it is, but you want to text the fam, make sure they're okay. <laughs> Rob's on it. Mass text through the house. Is everybody okay? Someone's foot came through the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Got to patch that hole, Rob. Oh, Rob, don't spackle. So back to the... Yeah. Spackle's still on the wall. Don't worry about it. <laughs> a big schnot of spackle still there. <laughs> Rob's a great spackler. So a topic that we, we were talking about, and I, and I think the, the word reprimand might be a little strong. Because when I think of reprimand, uh, I think of total, something totally different. I said reprimand. Sal gives me like a dirty look. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, okay, sorry. In an Italian household, reprimand means a fucking wooden spoon or, you have a or fucking, shoes flying yeah, at you. You ever beat my kid? I'll fucking I'll come over with my uh, pistola. <laughs> so the question is, do you reprimand a friend's child in front of your friend? So... If, if, if your friend's child is acting a fool, do you correct them or do you let them continue to act a fool until something happens? See, I, I, I'm the type of person that likes to eliminate fools, any potential. <laughs> no, no. I like to eliminate any potential uh bad scenarios or bad reactions to, to something that's happening. So I kind of like I'm four steps ahead because I see what's happening and I know what the outcome is going to be. So I try to either. Are you like a seer from ancient Rome? I, yes. So I, I, I either, I either guide the ship in a different direction that it's going because if it's go- if it maintains the direction that it's going in, it's catastrophic failure. You do not have boys. It's gonna it's gonna be like the fucking it's gonna be like the Titanic. It's gonna hit an iceberg, and there's gonna be crying kids and people flailing all over the. Place. You mean doing backflips off a ladder in yeah. a four foot bowl? Yeah, oh, fucking genius. Yes, yes. So that that is what I'm saying. So if if you're you're especially if they're by your house. And, you know, they're they're running around acting a fool. Do well, you... I think in your house, there's you have a liability there. So I think it's if they're doing something that is potentially hazardous to them or your kids or your house or all of the above. Like playing with the chainsaw in the tool shed? Yeah, not good. Actually, you know what's funny? You say that. Somebody not, was playing with the chainsaw. Not funny, chain. but I moved all my power tools. Well, 
more like the lawn equipment. Yes, I know. Everybody's laughing. Hold on a second. Shut up. <laughs> you know why they're laughing, Rob, right? Yeah. Because you said you had power tools. Power tools. <laughs> so all my only outside equipment, lawn equipment, and all my gasoline into the shed. So that nobody in the shed's locked. So no one's playing with any, any of that. I, I don't... I, it could easily happen. I have yet to see this shed, air quotes. It's beautiful. I know. I know you took down the old yeah. pole barn. Yeah, I did. And you put up this this massive thing you call a shed. It's massive. Yeah. That's what she said. Not to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He beat me too. He beat me to the punch. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> So I think in your house, I, I, I do believe like you, you're right. You steer the ship away from the catastrophe, the but I think, I think if, if it's your kids, you can be like, Hey, listen, like these are your friends, you know, don't do stuff. And I know with my oldest, he's actually responsible enough to be like, Hey guys, like, listen, I, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. Um, my youngest, all bets are off. <laughs> so we, we, we've had this conversation with the kids. This is your house. When you have friends over and you're, you decide you want to throw the ball at the window, guess what your friend's going to do? Do the same thing you're going to do. I said, but you live here. You have to respect this house. If they see that you respect your home, do you think they're going to throw the ball at the window? And I said, if they do, what are you going to do? Well, we'll tell them not to throw the ball at the window. I said, right. He said, what happens if they throw it really hard? Well, the window could possibly break. I said, guess, guess what I'm going to say. You'll be very mad. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I, I try to, I'm like three, four steps ahead, and I see what's going on. I see what they're doing, and it's like, okay, guys, uh, enough doing what you're doing. You know, uh, Leave the garden tools alone. I don't think you should be playing with that rake. You know, or or the uh, the ice pick, just no running around the, the the backyard with that stuff. Someone can get hurt. They play Dungeons and Dragons. Who does? Nobody. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so you mean at your house, no one can jump off the uh, the treehouse into the pool? You can't make it. I guarantee someone's going to try at your house at some point, unless you. Stand on the rail, yeah, and jump. Someone's gonna try it. Uh, that'll hurt. <laughs> that, that will definitely hurt. I've had kids jump off the 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 the, the platform of the treehouse into the grass. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. That's I'm, I'm supposed to put the fire pole up. That that's pretty high. Yeah, that's that's got to be at least eight. I'm gonna say eight feet. You want to talk about liability? Where were you steering that ship? Uh, the kid was midair when I saw him the first time. You hit that iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the Ooh. Titanic. No, no, no. I, the the you, iceberg, it would have been. You're lucky. Da- yeah, you're lucky you didn't like break anything. Kid down, broken ankle. Yeah. That would have been the iceberg. But he was midair. I was like, I'm at the kitchen window. I was like, what the f- fudge cake? I run outside. I said, dude, don't you ever do that again? I said, are you out of your mind? I would have been losing my head. With my exploring. kids were like, oh, we told them not to do it. 
I said, look, you guys can play in the treehouse. None of that. Or else I'm going to caution tape this bitch up. Yeah, that, that, that's scary. That, that's a height. That's, that's that is, feet. man. That's freaking broken ankles. and. Well, Knucklehead was jumping off the ladder, which is... That's five feet. Five feet into a four-foot pool. No. <laughs> feet first is fine. Feet first is fine. Not doing a backflip. <laughs> Land on your feet. It's even... It's finer. God, he's out of control. <laughs> out of control, this kid. So do you reprimand your kid, your friend's kids? Your, I think you're right. If, if they're in your house, I'm not going to reprimand them. I'll tell them to knock it off. I'll tell the group of them to knock it off, and then I'll talk to my son, whichever one it is. Um, like they, So you will be indirect. I'll be indirect unless they're doing something, obviously, like blatantly stupid. Like if they try to go... If they try to do something that is, you know, I mean, like running with scissors or something like that, like I'm going to tell them, yo, knock it off. Like that's a game in my house. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's something that's so blatant. No, like yeah. they're playing with matches or they're trying to, you know, play with the gas on the stove or something like I'm just naming things that are like blatantly hazardous to their health. Like, uh, hello. Yeah. Like sticking your hand in the, oh, this is going to hurt. Can you try that at your own house? Not here. <laughs> so, I so, don't, I don't have insurance. Yeah. So I will in that regard. I think it also depends on how familiar you are with the parents. Like, well, sure. If we were different, different kids, different parents, uh, we vacation with, with us, with another family. And, and we're to the point where we're so close as, as friends that, you know, I don't care if, if they say something to my kids, if they're, if they're misbehaving or vice versa, I know that, you know, it's, it's, you know, whatever it's to each their own. But when you're vacationing, there has to be that like steady state that no, everyone's course. happy with. So, you know, if, if the kids are messing around or yelling or screaming, it's not acceptable. Like, you know, I don't want to sit there. This is my vacation. I don't want to sit there and listen to you guys screaming like, and boys love to scream at high pitched volumes, apparently. So do they girls. Think it's hysterical. So do girls. Yeah, but no, they think it's hysterical and they, oh, know, no, they no. know it's annoying. Oh, yeah, no. I, I correct my kids. Oh, they get corrected. They think it's still funny. <laughs> but you got to correct them the right way. <laughs> yeah, I don't correct them that way. So I got into an argument with my wife. What's today? Today's Tuesday? Monday. I got into an argument with my wife yesterday, I believe. So we don't like our kids eating junk. And... I know. That's why I always bring it to your house. <laughs> Bastard. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm pretty much the only one in my house that chews gum. Yeah. So my wife bought me two, two boxes of gum that I store in my, my, my workstation. And my wife and I just came back for, from the weekend, and, and the conversation got into somehow chewing gum. I, and I said, oh, where did you get the gum from? Blank stairs. I said, did you take my gum? And they said, yes. I said, so you stole from me. So my wife says I was wrong by saying that, they, that, that my kids stole from me. What do you think? Why you put me on the spot? Maritza's always right. I'm just saying. <laughs> She's listening. Um, She's in the room next door. <laughs> so I think it depends because we buy gum for the house. What it, but it's for everybody. Right? See, we don't. I don't buy gum for the house. We we put it so there. 
we put it upstairs in the in a in, in, in their nightstands. No, in an all purpose like you know family accessible um, shelves. So a family accessible cabinet. So that for me that doesn't. That's not stealing. Now, if I've come on my desk and my kids at, take it, I don't. I don't put it away. So, so is stealing a harsh term? I, yeah, I wouldn't consider it stealing. I would say it's more like you're taking it without asking, right? Because it's not. So technically, it's stealing. It's not food. No, because here's the difference. You, for you, it's more about the nutrition and, and you don't want them to develop a habit of chewing gum, right? right. So it's more of, hey, this is a reward or this is, you know, something that you get as as your treat versus, hey, listen, there's something you can do every day. So you're saying it's not stealing because they didn't ask permission. It's it's more of they, they took it without asking permission. Correct. So if I walk into a Wawa and I take a Snickers and I put it in my pocket, I didn't ask permission to the put wa- it in my pocket. The Wawa is not your parent <laughs> and it's not in the house you live in. Nice try, though. <laughs> but it would be considered stealing. Yes, because you don't live there. This is true. <laughs> if I lived there, it would be a fucking problem. <laughs> be like 200 pounds. <laughs> no, but I get what you're saying, and I, and I do. And my kids got upset because I took their phones. And my wife's like, I don't, I don't agree with you. Do you, just, do you look for any reason to take their phones? I know that's the, that's the only thing I got leverage on. Yeah, me too. So it's the first thing. And if my kid's on his phone, I just walk up and take it right out of his hand. Oh, you do the snatcheroo, like, give me that shit. Because they'll be on it for hours, and I'm like, what are you doing? You're not texting your friends. Like, if you're texting your friends, I don't care. But I know that, like, most of the time he's playing some stupid game, and I just take it right out of his hand. I'm like, what are you doing? And I look at it, and I was like, nope, not taking this again. Outside. Yeah, and that's, listen, since we put the pool in, that's all, like, this morning, they were outside filling it up, making sure it was ready for today. <laughs> so, I'm happy with it. Awesome. Good job. Yeah. How are you going to winterize it? No idea. Take it down. <laughs> Reset it up next year. The thing's freaking big. It's bigger than uh, I thought it was going to be. That's too funny. I got to level it out, though, because you see it's like bulging on one side. Uh, what are you going to do, man? You can't do anything about that. It's like, if to, I have to raise it like, I don't know, a couple, like not even a foot, but. It's, it's a whole lot of sand you got to put down. Yeah. What are your thoughts on raising it? What, do you, what were you thinking about doing? I guess sand. sand. Yeah. It's the only thing. Sand with um, railroad tires around it? I don't know. Yeah, just put sand. Just put sand? I don't have to rake that shit out once the pool's gone. You ain't raking nothing out. <laughs> Unless you just put the bags of sand. Well, it's too late now because it's got it filled. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. You know how long next it takes year. to fill? Yeah, next year. Like a day and a half. So next year, just buy bags of sand and just lay the bags down. Don't don't open the bags. So really? Yeah. If you don't want to rake the sand out. Yeah. So back to the topic, Rob. Do you reprimand your friend's kids? Do I reprimand my friend's kids? Uh, I think situationally, yes. I'll correct them. Like um, if they're if they're doing something like foolish, I'll be like, dude, no. If they're but, doing something foolish, definitely. Um, I don't feel comfortable with most. Uh, to be honest with even some of my close friends, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Like I wouldn't reprimand your girls. Just, dude, if my kids were doing something stupid and I wasn't there. Yeah, or I know. I'm too inebriated to, to say something. I would hope you'd say, "Hey." Well, I would. I would be like, what "Girls, would what your are you father doing? say?" That I will say. <laughs> like, girls, what are you doing? I wouldn't reprimand most of my friends' kids. I don't think. I think if they were doing something like blatantly 
blatantly stupid, I'd say something. But I don't think I would go out of my way to reprimand them. I think the mob, some of the moms have a better relationship with the kids because they see them all the time at school. And I think they would. Okay. But Maybe. I, I don't feel like if, I... So sometimes what I do is if I see them doing something really stupid to my kid, I, I ask the question, hey, would you like it if my kid started doing that to you? They look at you like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Stop. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it, I mean, my opinion, it depends on how close you are with the family and, and I think that's very important. Sure. Because would you do, would you reprimand your sister or your brother's kids? Sure. If they're doing something dumb. Yeah. What about your in-laws kids? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So they're, they're up for, for the weekend or no, for, for 10 days. And my, my wife actually laid the law down. She goes, you keep your hands to yourself, my kids will keep their hands to themselves. <laughs> no physical touching. My kids don't wrestle. We don't wrestle in this house. Really? I tell you once, and that's it. What, the heck, what house is this that there's no wrestling? It's like a daily occurrence in my house. Well, you got boys. I got yeah. girls. So now, and, and he's got a dog, and, and he's very, uh, I don't want to say physical with his dog. He just, yeah. he roughhouses the dog. I said, I, and he picked up, he picked up the old man, and he bumped his head on, on the dresser. I said, look, I'll tell you this once. I said, he's the old man, and you know that. You don't treat my dogs like you treat your dogs. I said, if you hurt my dogs, your aunt is going to be very upset with you. <laughs> I said, so you be very gentle with these dogs. And he looked at me. He goes, does he have, like, a bigger, medium-sized dog? Uh, almost, almost. I don't want to say I don't want to say double the size as, as Oliver. Yeah, like a size and a half. So almost okay. like a twenty-five pound dog. Interesting. Yeah, but he he roughhouses with him. Yeah. So I told him I said you mess with you hurt my dogs. Your aunt is going to be very upset. What's the dad lesson? I mean, I think ties back to our conversation where the topic is. You know, it depends on the situation. Of of, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to reprimand reprimand a friend's child especially especially like you said if they're doing something blatantly messed up i, I think you have to and especially if 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 it's going to lead to to an injury right if, if it's blatant and it's going to lead to an injury i would expect you to reprimand my kids like hey what are you, what are you doing it's it's, it's yeah. silly but depending on the situation you know some parents may take offense to that yeah so i, and I think you may you may lose friendships because of that well, I think, listen, you may, but there's another side to that. If it's at your house, I think you have the responsibility to make sure that nothing happens. Because, listen, if something, and I hate to say this, if something were to happen at your house and a kid broke his ankle, cut his foot, twisted, whatever, and the parents said, hey, it's really your fault. You're like, what do you mean it's my fault? The kid was running around, he tripped, he fell, you know, whatever. They're, what am I supposed to do about How that? How crazy is, would that be? And then, and then you wind up in this whole... Yeah, then you wind up in this. So I think for your own safety, if it's at your house, yes, you should you know, be, be protective. But at the same point, you have to do it in a way that is not, is not going to ruffle anybody's feathers. Make any waves. Yeah. But I, I mean, at the same point, you could say, hey, listen, you know, I just saw your kid doing this. You know, I, I kind of... And, and this is... I've actually done this is, hey, I saw your kid doing this. 
I said something to them. So just in case they come back and, and they're upset, know that it, that I did right. reprimand them. And they're like, all right, thanks. I've never so had... So that's, that's, that's that's, that is a way of, to approach it. Yeah, I, I, to, because kids I'm, tell stories. Yeah, I'm and, not doing it to, to actually like overrule your parenting. I'm doing it more to make sure your kid is safe and there's not going to be a disaster at my house or like a disaster. Even if I'm at my friend's house and I see something like that happening, I'll be like, hey, like... Guys, that's not a good idea. And then I'll go tell their parents and be like, hey, listen, just so you know, this is what's going on in the backyard. And I, You know what? I've done that before, and, and I, but I went a step further. I said, look, I'm not, I don't want to get your child in trouble. I just, this is what was going, this was the situation. And I addressed the situation because it looked like it wasn't going in the right direction. But I just wanted you to know. And they said, oh, thanks. Yeah. All right. I think it's that time. There we go. I almost pressed the wrong button. Sal saved me. I saved you, Rob. I saved you. All right, everybody, it is that time of the episode we are tasting tonight, Basil Hayden. This is original Basil Hayden, artificially aged. No. <laughs> I fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, it says artfully aged. <laughs> <laughs> Let me correct that. It's not artificially aged. It's artfully aged. So the alcohol classification is Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Distillery is Kentucky Springs Distilling Company. It is 80 proof, 40% alcohol by volume. It is a small batch. Uh, Color, this has got to be, I believe, one of the lightest bourbons we've had. I'm going to say it's a blondish. Blondish? Yeah, I'll go with that. Blondish. Price point, $49 to $59. Little history behind the Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden bourbon brand was introduced in 1992 and is named in honor of Basil Hayden Sr. Hayden was a distiller, and he used a large amount of rye in his mash, then in some other bourbons. Later, Hayden's grandson, Raymond B. Hayden, founded a distillery in Nelson County and named his label Old Granddad in honor of his grandfather, which bears a rendering of Basil Sr.'s likeness. Likeness. When Beam Industries introduced their small batch collection, among the four was Basil Hayden. The company says it uses a mash identical to Knob Creek, which is similar to the originally utilized by Hayden in 1792. That's a long time ago. So Basil Hayden is owned by Suntory Beam and is produced, well, Basil Hayden is produced in the Jim Beam Distillery in Claremont, Frankport, Kentucky. Huh, I didn't know it was in Jim Beam. Yeah, it's made in their distillery. Interesting. Look at that, you learn something new every day. That's why I do this podcast, to learn something new every day. Yes, I I agree with you, Rob. (laughs) Yes. So, nose and aroma, I got peaches, uh... Hint of oak and orange zest. Dry, dry glass. Dry glass, I get the oak barrel. Tasting notes. Peaches, vaniglia. Finish. It's a rye spice on the finish. Overall, due to being a, a lightly proof, 80 proof um, bourbon, the rye spice finish is not overpowering. It is actually rather enjoyable. Did you say cinnamon? 
I didn't say cinnamon. I said orange zest. He's got his schnoz in the in the dry glass. I got the oak barrel. You getting cinnamon, 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 or oak barrel? Cinnamon. Oh yeah, there we go. I get the cinnamon. A few weeks ago, I was on the couch. What's so funny about me being on the couch? <laughs> Does it just as I take a sip? I was like, "Where's this going?" So I had a Joseph Magn Magnus Magnus. Yes, I was gonna say Magnum because I was thinking about (laughs) Magnum PI. I don't know why. (laughs) I had Joseph Magnus, and that's that's a nice bourbon. Finished the glass, and I'm I'm watching the movie. I was like, I was like, wow, that is the the glass was probably about eighteen to twenty four inches away from me. You can smell it. Oh my god, dry glass. It was powerful. So, what is your rating for this? Um. I'm going to give it a 7-0, Rob. I, I like it. I enjoyed it. It's a nice, um, this might this might be my go-to with along with the uh, Buffalo Trace. I like it. It's just. It's a little bit pricier than Buffalo Trace, but it's definitely tasty. De- definitely tasty. I haven't had Buffalo Trace in a long time. I should open one. I, up on I believe Basil Hayden was the first bottle of, well, first glass of bourbon I've had. Buffalo Trace was my first. Yeah. Yeah. Remember it. You always remember your first. Indeed you do, Rob. Indeed you do. So, Rob, why don't you give your analysis? <laughs> What's the matter? No, wrong one. All right. So, I think the taste is, it's honestly a lot better than I than I expected. I'm breaking it down. Remember, I got rid of my price point because price of inflation can't correlate anymore to what we did a year or two years ago. This is true. So Fuck inflation. <laughs> Holy bananas. I think taste is is a three. I, I very rarely give a taste a three, but this is good. It's nice. It's mellow. And maybe it's because of the 80 proof. That that may be it, but it's a it's a flavorful bourbon. I, I really do enjoy it. The aroma is also nice, a nice sweet cinnamon, uh, a little hint of the oakish. There is a, a sweetness to it too. I'm a pretty big fan. I think um I think the aroma, I'm gonna give it a three too. But then the finish. I think the finish is nice. There's not. There's a slight burn and a little bit lingering tingling. So lingering tingling. Lingering tingling. Say that five times fast. But I think I am going to give it. Hmm. So I'm at a six. Gonna give it. You know what? I'm gonna give aroma a two, and I'm gonna give the finish a one and a half. So I'm gonna go six and a half on this. Is that what you wrote for me? Yeah. Yeah. Six <laughs> and a, six and a half. I listen. It's great. It's definitely a shelf shilt shelf. Stable. You haven't said that in a long time. I haven't time. said that in a long wow. time. So I've actually had this bottle sitting on my mantle for a long time. I'm probably going to get a backup bottle now. I'm glad you opened it. Yeah. Did some damage to about it. About damn time. Yeah. It's it's delicious. It like, really like, is. Like Lizzo said, it's about damn time. There's there's other versions of it. There's toast and some other stuff. So I may we may venture out. I, I think there's three different versions. But I hear, I hear mixed reviews about the toasted. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to give it a try and see how it stands up to the regular original. Yeah. So, Rob, I think that concludes our episode for tonight. Don't you think? Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Rad Dads Podcast. Tune in next time to listen to Sal and Rob interview somebody or maybe just shoot the shit. Shoot the shit. Is that Rob how serious he is? <laughs>